This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by Profitability Movement. Google Profitability-Movement to join this community of business owners focused on building profit, increasing wealth, and giving back. Thank you for joining us. Here is how we will help your business and you today. Over the next few weeks, I will share ideas to help your business and you in 2022. Implement a few of them and you will probably see increased sales and increased profitability. Today, we start with using customer service to scale your business. Most of us don't think that we can use customer service as a way to scale our businesses. My guest, Jamie Wong, will give you five ways to use customer service and grow your business doing it. Jamie, welcome to Contractor Sense. Thanks, Ruth. It's great to have you. So um, let's let's dive in because okay. we'll talk a little bit about you as we, we go through this. And you've got experience for about 20 years doing this kind of thing. So um, I know you know your stuff. So thank you. <laughs> let's, let's take number one. You say answering the phone. I mean, do people not answer their phones anymore? What's going on? Well, I've, you know, through the years, I found that as we become more technology savvy, that we've forgotten that aspect of it. So when I mean answer the phones, a lot of them, a lot of the companies I've worked for and helped, they're starting to outsource it or they're going through technology. So it's automated. And when it goes through there, it kind of frustrates the customer because when it's automated, it takes longer and they're already, you know, having issues and they have a problem they want to solve. So to go through the technology and press the buttons and get to the extension, it's more frustrating when the extension is not even answered. So that's what I mean. Or if it's outsourced to another company, they don't know what to say and who it goes to. And when they transfer the phone call, it doesn't get answered and it, the customer doesn't get helped. So in other words, stop using press one for this and press two for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It drives me nuts. True story. I started working with a client and their phone system was a disaster area. My first to-do list was get somebody to answer the phones and get rid of this quote unquote technology. Exactly. Exactly. And amazing. You know, you think about it. If, if you have an upset customer and, and they don't get an answer, what's going to happen? They're going to hang up and they're going to go somewhere else who can help them. Well, or, or they're going to get madder because More upset, it, right? Yeah, because they're not going to, they don't have their problem solved. Number one, they, they have a problem and they can't talk to anybody and they've spent money. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. And it makes so, it worse. It makes it way harder to deal with them. And then you know, the issues get worse when it could have been solved if they had just been answered and responded to when they first called. Right. It, 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 the um, emotional stress goes yes. down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's assume that you get an unhappy customer on the phone. You say to listen to them. So how do you handle an unhappy customer on the phone? So when I get an unhappy customer, what I mean by listen is that you have to first acknowledge, right, when they call in that they do have a problem and that you're there to help them solve it. And okay. one of the ways 
that I've found is that, you know, people say they listen, but they really don't. Okay. So how do you get them to listen? So the way I do it is, of course, I always have, I think it's, it should be a requirement that people who answer the phones have like a notebook or somewhere to jot down everything that the customer is saying, because how can you help them solve it if you forget what they tell you as soon as they tell it to you, right? Which is a big problem. And then that also irritates the, the customer more because at the end of their tirade, you forgot what it was, except that, okay, the AC is hot or it's dripping, you know, like a lot of people I've seen, they don't have the crucial information, like who to contact or, you know, what unit it is that they need work on. Or sometimes um, they forget that something that needs to be done that they scheduled isn't done. So write it down. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm going to go play devil's advocate here. I have a really upset customer who spent five minutes just, you know, unloading. I don't know any other way to describe it on the phone. And how, how do you listen for five minutes to that? Well, the way I do it is I put myself in their position, right? So I do talk to them and help them calm down. And while, and then that's where it comes in where they're listening. So I ask them questions pertaining to what they need help with or what needs done. And then it tends to calm them down because they feel they're being heard, right? Because that's what they want in the end. They want to be heard. And they want to know that you're going to help them take care of their problem. So being heard, that's, you know, that's really the critical thing that you just mentioned. It's they, you, they're heard, you've listened, and you assure them that you're going to take care of their problem. Is that yeah. right? Yes. So once they do that, and how do you know, when you say put a notebook together, so is it just like a scratch pad of like post-it notes or do, are we looking at a notebook? So I use a notebook and in a notebook, I have the issue that or the problem, the customer name, the customer number, and exactly what the problem is and what the customer is saying. So, so I don't lose it because if you put it on little stickies or post-its, it flies away or it gets lost. So it defeats the purpose of writing anything down. Whereas I have the book so I can reference it after, you know, when I'm scheduling things or when I need to call them back to confirm, or if I have any questions, everything is there in that one book. And it doesn't have to be a special book, but it's just a notebook that I keep. And I have one for service calls. I have one for, you know, contract customers because they're different, right? Different notebooks for different types of situations, just so I have it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I know. I, <clears throat> I'm sure everybody listening has put something on a yellow sticky notepad. Yes, I have. And it gets attached to something that you <laughs> don't know what it is and it disappears. Yes, exactly. exactly. How much time do you spend looking for that stupid yellow sticky <laughs> notepad? <laughs> exactly. So it's real important then to have a notebook to write everything down in. Yes. All right. So when we get back from the break, we'll talk about the other three. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, how do they do that? So they can either call me on my cell, which is 808-330-1286, or they can go to my website, 
and it's at therealjamiewong.com. And Jamie is spelled J-A-M-M-I-E-W-O-N-G.com. Cool. Very good. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. If you want all of your employees to do the things the way you want them to, you have to have clear procedures they can follow. Hate writing? Prefer to be doing things that generate revenue for your company? Then invest in one of my proven operations manuals, best practices that I've developed over 35 plus years to increase revenues and profits, and of course, build wealth. There are manuals for small companies with less than $750,000 in revenue and larger residential, commercial, and plumbing companies. There are also manuals for service managers, dispatchers, and installation managers. As Jim Maltman, owner of Four Seasons in Kingsville, Texas said, everything is in the manual. Now, whenever anyone asks me how to do something, I just point to the manual. It is dog-eared and tabbed. And Ricky Martin, owner of Martin Heating and Air said, I purchased your operations manual last year and have seen a significant difference in our operations since then. Don't waste your time trying to write a manual. Use my proven procedures. Go to www.hvacchannel.tv or call us at 770-729-0258 for the details on each manual. We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I'm talking with Jamie Wong and we are talking about using customer service to actually grow your company. So let's assume that we are doing those things. You know, how does that help grow the company? How does that help increase revenues and increase profitabilities just by answering the phone and listening to the customer? Well, first off, you, you develop a relationship with the customer, which is key. Because when you develop relationships with customers, they call you for one thing, you can develop service contracts, and the best is they're great referrals, right? They'll refer you because of your good service. They'll tell everybody they know. And so that helps. So we had a really bad experience and it was like, you wouldn't believe what happened to me, but guess how they took care of it? Exactly. Got it. Cool. All right. So answer the phone was one, listen to the customer and write it all down as number two. Now we've gotten it. We figured out what's going on. Number three is schedule the work. Yes. So the reason I think scheduling is important is because it helps one, assure the customer that you're going to take care of them and any of their issues and any service agreements or maintenance contracts that you might have is going to be taken care of because that is what the customer wants. They wanna make sure their equipment is taken care of. And then secondly, it also helps the technicians because there's nothing worse than a technician coming to you that day saying they don't have work. And, you know, um, so I've found that when you schedule it out, you know what spaces you have available. So when you have the trouble calls or the service calls that come in daily, you're able to place the, the technicians better and then your customers are happier because they get faster response. We hope. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal. All right. So number four is to train and incentivize. Yes. So how does that help? So when you train your employees on how to handle customers, because initially when I started, I wasn't trained on how to handle an irate customer. So it's really bad. And then if I'm not able, I wasn't able to help them, then, you know, they would get more upset and they would go up and up the, the chain. So I've, I've found that if you train people to handle their position, 
they're better able to help the customer and they're better able to help the company. And even with the technicians, if you teach them or give them like a checklist of the things that they can offer or sell or even, you know, things they can do to help the customer, just a simple checklist, it helps them immensely because a lot of field technicians and, you know, sorry to say this, but they're not the best at talking. Really? You're sure about that? <laughs> yes, the ones over here is, they, they like the mechanical aspect of it. It's the talking that they need help with. Yeah. So in other words, we have to train them on soft skills or train them on how to talk to a customer. Yes. How to handle the customer because, you know, they get the first impact of the customer. The customer calls in angry to the inside person, but the technician is the one that actually goes to the job site and then they, they get it again too. Right. So a lot of them, they need to learn how to deal with that. Yeah. I mean, the, they're killing the messenger and the tech yes. needs to understand that they're just they're upset. They're not happy. Yeah, exactly. And you happen to be the one who's supposed to be there to save their day. Right. And they're unloading on you. Yeah, absolutely. So if we train and incentivize, you know, do you look at training as a cost or revenue? No, I think it's a revenue. Definitely. Because once employees become better and more secure in their position and what they can do and offer, they're able to like upside do more stuff, which only helps the company because they start liking their job more, right? Instead of dreading going to the customer, especially if they know this customer is going to be yelling. Yeah. I mean, that's why I, I, I don't let technicians dispatch themselves because they see they have a customer who they've had a problem with in yes, the past. Exactly. It's, it's not a good thing. No, it's not. It, it, absolutely not. All right. And then the last thing is to follow up. Yes. So the reason I like follow up is because that's how you that's how you figure out how you can get better and what needs to be done to help this customer. I mean, not only now, but in the future. Right. So when I when I mean follow up, so they call in with a trouble call or a service call, I'll follow up and call them back to tell them it's getting handled. The technician should be there within an hour or two at the most after I've confirmed with the technician. And then, you know, they get that one call. I send them an email because some don't answer their phones, of course, and then they'll get the email as a backup. Or if a service agreement is scheduled for maintenance that month, I let them know via phone call and then also an email. But then you can also do a lot of different things with follow-up. You gotta, to me, you, you need to stay in the mind of your customer so they always remember you. If something goes wrong, oh, okay. And they continually wanna deal with you because you're able to always be there for them. Tell me what you consider an exit survey. So an exit survey is when the technician, after they call in, the technician goes and does the job. You know, normally I would call the customer and I'd ask them how the experience was and ask them three basic questions. You know, was the problem solved? Did the, did the technician do everything that, you know, he needed to do? And then their thoughts or suggestions. So it's a really basic survey. So it's just, to close the loop, right? To make sure that they're handled, they're happy with our service, and they're more than likely to call us and refer us out. Do you, do you actually call them or do you text it? No, I call them. And then some customers, I have been told though, they do prefer text because they're, a lot of them are building management. So like the facilities engineers, so they like texting. So I'm starting to do the call and the text. 
Yeah, I'm finding that most younger people like a text. Yes. And most older people like a phone call. Yes. <laughs> True. My daughter will not pick up the phone as a general rule. She'd rather text and say, can I talk or can we talk? Exactly. But, you know, so I mean, it really depends, I think, a lot on age, what they're absolutely used to. Yes. Um, from that perspective. Okay. So let me make sure that I have this right and how to use customer service to scale the business. Number one is make sure you answer the phone. No technology, press one, press two, press three. <laughs> yes. um, number two is listen to the customer and the problem they have and make sure you have a notepad. Number three is to schedule the work. And number four is to train and incentivize. And number five is follow up with the customer. Did I get it right? Yes, you did. Well, cool. All right. Give everybody again where they can get in touch with you if they have questions beyond this podcast. Thanks, Ruth. They can call me at 808-330-1286, or they can go to my website at therealjamiewong.com. Jamie is spelled J-A-M-M-I-E-W-O-N-G. Terrific. Jamie, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks, Ruth. I appreciate it. And thank you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.